everyone, and welcome to another um, edition of Waypoint Podcast. This is a Western Point Podcast. I'm your host of this afternoon, morning, evening, whatever time you're at. Afternoon. Well, well for, for us, us, afternoon. <laughs> it might not be for the listener, Right, Cody. right. Sorry. <laughs> I'm Pastor Lawrence, and um, today we're talking about kind of our theme of loving our neighbors, loving the triangle, loving the nation. And the first element of that, one way we're doing that is, is through prayer. Today, um, joining me is... Tony, I'm the director of kids ministry here at Waypoint. And you're a wonderful one at that. Thank you. And Ben Uthi, I'm a pastoral intern here. This is my first time ever on the podcast. You know, excited to be here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we always start off with a good icebreaker question, a question to get to know you. So the question is, uh, we're so close to Thanksgiving. What is um, your favorite Thanksgiving dish and your least favorite Thanksgiving dish? And what's a, a, a you know a unique tradition your family may have around this time? Mm. I can start. Okay. Sweet potato casserole. Mm. Leaps and bounds in first place. Love it. Do you, is it marshmallows on top or pecans? We always Ooh. grew up, my mom would put uh, like a cereal on it and make a it like cereal. a crunchy. A cornflakes? A cornflakes, yes. Oh, interesting. Cornflakes on it. Yep, yep. Okay. Sounds so I delicious. love sweet potato casserole. Don't care for the cranberry anything with that. So that would probably be my least favorite thing. And, uh, you said a tradition too? Sure. So growing up, the turkey bird always came to our house. I don't know if that's a thing or something my grandma made up. <laughs> what came to the your turkey house? Bird, the turkey like, bird brings gifts? or The turkey bird is a gift giver. Yes. Wow. The turkey Fine. bird will come. Okay, all right. <laughs> sometimes it will be a $20 bill. Sometimes okay. it might be a new video game you were wanting. But, you know, just you'd wake up, eat breakfast, and then the turkey bird would always come magically when you were eating breakfast, and then you got a gift. Wow. So it was great. Okay, yeah. Hey, two gifts in a short amount of time. Christmas coming up also. Yeah, yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Um, I would say my favorite food is cranberry sauce. Wow. Your favorite? Interesting. Honestly, I love cranberry <laughs> sauce. If you give it to me out of the can and it's all jelly-like, I love it. If you home make it with some orange and maybe you put some triple sec in it, love it too. Is that a thing? Cinnamon triple sec, orange, really, really good. That sounds delicious. But honestly, it's really got to be like a spoonful of turkey, mashed potatoes, and like the cranberry sauce all together. Like that is just beauty. Chef's kiss. Okay. All right. That sounds amazing. My least favorite thing has got to be something at my in-law's house that they make a lot, which is pearled onions. Never heard of it. And it looks like it's going to be that really good white cheddar mac and cheese, but it's pearled onion. So it's like... It's the worst. It's disappointing. You have expectations. Right. And traditions, I don't know that we have many. I mean, I guess the most like consistent tradition our family does is like cooking ends up being like the most stressful thing any of us <laughs> have ever experienced. And somebody cries like <laughs> a, lot. a tradition of tears. Okay. A tradition of tears. And then by the time we sit down and eat, everybody's happy again. You know, That's it's just wonderful. some sort of stress always takes over and then we get over it. <laughs> right. It's just gotta have the lows and experience the highs. Totally, totally. Yeah. So for me, uh stuffing or dressing. Mm. Love it. I don't mm. mind it stuffed into the bird. I don't like mind br- it. Like, is yours of the bread variety? Yes. Sausage, okay. bready, and yeah. oh, I just love mm-hmm. it. I love stuffing and dressing. Mm-hmm. I never have it any other time of year. 
But Thanksgiving, I sure. just love it. That's my right. favorite. My least favorite, it probably has to be like jelly cranberries. Mm. Jelly, like the ones the, out of the can, out of the ocean, can. Spray. Yeah, ocean spray. Yeah. And I don't like, hate it per se, but it just has a bitterness and a tartness mm-hmm. that I just don't enjoy. Mm-hmm. You know, so for me, that'd be the least favorite. Tradition wise, lately, um, is that so I go to my wife's family for Thanksgiving most of the time, and her brother and her wife, they're. Her parents live in the same city, so they always have Thanksgiving earlier at their house, and then later Thanksgiving at Gina's parents, my wife's parents' house. So our Thanksgiving dinner is always late. Like mm. how late? Like like dinner time late, like six o'clock late. Yeah, and you're okay. not eating at three p.m. Yeah. like the rest of and, us. And I get angry because I smell the food all day, <laughs> and I want to eat all day. I'm like, I want to eat so bad, and you kind of kind of starve yourself a little bit for the Thanksgiving feast. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you can't do that till six. Mm. So yeah, that's the tradition. I'm not a big fan of, but that's kind of yeah. become a tradition for us. Mm. But then the food just tastes that much better now. Totally yeah. worth the wait. Absolutely worth the wait. Speaking of worth the wait. Oh, you like that transition there? <laughs> prayer. Prayer seems like one of those things that is it is it worth it? Prayer seems like one of those things that um why do we do it? Mm. Prayer seems like one of those things that like I don't often see the immediate effects of it. Sometimes it's hard to believe that it's effective at all. Not just even in our daily experiences, but also intellectually sometimes it's hard to c- comprehend prayer. And so my question, I just want to ask both of you, and especially uh, this is my first question comes from your experience in being kind of evangelists on the campus. What is the correlation for you guys when it comes to prayer and evangelism? Mm. Is there a correlation and why is there a correlation? Mm. Yes. So, yeah, I would say a couple things. I think one, when I'm consistently praying for people, I feel like I'm more sensitive to the Spirit's leanings or opportunities maybe to share the gospel or be bold because mm-hmm. I'm I'm already thinking about that person previously as I was praying, and they're kind of on my mind. So I feel like in a way it gives you a, I don't know, a heightened sense of awareness when you encounter that person because in my head I'm thinking, oh man, I've been praying for this person a ton. I've been praying for an opportunity with them. And now I'm seeing them like, maybe this is it. Maybe this is the opportunity. Um, Whereas, you know, if I find myself not praying for people, maybe I'm not just kind of thinking in that headspace or realm of like, oh man, Lord, maybe this is it. I might need to kind of step out in faith. And then I think too, also, it's, it reminds us that evangelism is supernatural, that God's in control. Mm -hmm. Think especially... Like coming from the context Tony and I do of campus outreach and other Christian ministries, like there are a lot of good tools out there. There are a lot of ways you can equip yourself or feel like I can kind of do this. You know, like I I think I can share the gospel pretty well and you know, I have this kind of trick up my sleeve and this tool. But prayer I think does just kind of remind us, hey, unless the Lord builds the house, <laughs> those who build it labor in vain and you know, apart from me you can do nothing. Mm-hmm. And so I think when I've in my own strength just kind of going, oh, I just feel kind of good. Like maybe I can just go share with this person. Like I'm realizing, ah, really kind of going in my own strength there. I probably shouldn't be expecting much. So I think prayer is like a, almost like that spiritual discipline of like reminding myself I need supernatural help for anything worthwhile to happen mm-hmm. versus just thinking I'm kind of good at this and I can just kind of do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would agree with a lot of what Ben was saying, like he was saying, I we were both on staff with Campus Outreach for a while. And just, I think 
my tendency is to try to do things in my own strength and believe there is a formula. Like if I meet with a person X amount of times and share this story and share this um, parable, then they will grow in their faith or become a Christian or some sort of spiritual result would happen. And honestly, over the years, I feel like reflecting right now, I'm like, man, on staff, I feel like I didn't do a good job of this, of just having moments of clarity and remembering like it's not my own effort. And the only thing I you can do is pray, mm-hmm. especially when there's a student that you're like, or anybody in your life, not just a student, just in our relationships at work or in our families, there's just no way this person could ever change apart from God and coming to those moments in prayer. And even for ourselves, like there's no way this thing about me could change apart from God. Um, I think on staff, I always tried to like muster up, you know, like this art, send them this article, do this X, Y, Z. And I'm slowly starting to learn to come to God in prayer before I'm just like mustering up all this effort to change people. So it seems like a common answer for both of you is this idea that it's not you. You know, even though God may use you, we go to prayer because we acknowledge that nothing in our own power can achieve salvation in anyone's heart. And so I love that. Can you give an example? Has there been a time in your life where you've prayed for someone um, and that's opened pathways, opened doors, or maybe even changed? We've seen lives changed after uh, some type of prayer over someone. Hmm. I can share one. There was a time in my life where I was having to like, there was a person I didn't super get along with great. And I just, there was going to be a time where we're going to have to be around each other a lot. And I just started to pray like very consistently that I would have love for the person. Like that was my specific prayer. And that, I feel like I started kind of just being like, I'm just, I just want to make my life better. And so I'm going to like, I want to make this situation better. So I'm just going to pray that. Mm -hmm. And God really grew my love for the person. Like I, the person like became a close friend of mine over time because God just drastically increased my love for them in a way that I was totally not expecting. Mm. Yeah. I think about one of the, almost kind of necessary evil, so to speak, of doing college ministry is the first couple weeks of just meeting hundreds of people, maybe a thousand people, and you know, you're just going to tons of events, knocking on doors, whatever. And I didn't particularly enjoy those times. They were hard, they were draining, there's like, I met you, I don't remember you, because I met 341 other people today. (laughs) But anyway, I remember one particular time at Campbell, really knowing that's true of me and kind of gearing myself up for another one of these, you know, move in days on the campus, just praying, God, would you just, would you just give one, you know, relationship that, that sticks because, you know, sadly there's many, many, many that don't stick. Mm-hmm. Um, and in particular, yeah, there's this one student, his name was Tyron, uh, uh, other staff guy and I, Geo and I met him on move in day and we got a group of guys to go out and play flag football that day. He came out and played flag football with us and long story short, he ended up, Become pretty good friends with us. We played intramurals with him. He ended up coming to faith in Christ uh, 
I think about January of that freshman year and just ended up becoming an awesome relationship. Like mm-hmm. was able to just awesome. disciple him and just had an awesome like three years with him of just really seeing him grow a ton. And Gio and I do think back to like, neither of us wanted to go that day. Neither of us wanted to meet anybody, but we were like, okay, God, just give us one. And I feel like he genuinely answered that and gave us like someone to this day that we both still really cherish in our life. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I remember being um, young and convincing my mom that I no longer have to go to church with her. And she hated fighting with me. So she finally said, no, okay, fine. You're in middle school. Fine. Don't go to church with me. I don't want to fight you anymore. Mm. So I heard later on that my mom started praying passionately for me to know Jesus and to fall in love with Jesus and want to be mm-hmm. back in church. Mm-hmm. My junior year of high school, a girl named Sandy Presley wouldn't stop inviting me to youth group. Sandy. I know, Sandy Presley. Well, I didn't know this, but um, she put my name down uh, as a prayer request every week at youth group. Mm. Wow. That she's praying for Lawrence to come to youth group and to come to know the Lord. Mm, That's so cool. And so I think about my own life and think about my mother praying for me, Mm. pleading before God for me to know him. Mm. And think about my friend Sandy Mm. praying for me. And I think, wow, you know, I'm, I'm a result of prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I remember St. Augustine um, would write about how his mother, for countless number of years, as St. Augustine searched everything else there is to search out in this world, she would pray for him consistently. And he attributes so much of his walk with the Lord through the prayers of his mother, mm. you know? Yeah. So I, I find prayer to be. Like you were saying, it's such a key component of um, God moving and using us because he brings awareness to our hearts. But also, for some reason, his divine economy, he made it a part of his acting in this world. Mm-hmm. You know, he uses prayers. He responds to prayers. He doesn't need to. Mm. But that's what he chooses to use. We at Waypoint now, we've talked about this whole series of loving your triangle, loving the nations. And under love, we have prayer, serve, and share. Why does, and how does, if you guys can explain to me, how and why does praying for someone equate to loving someone? Mm. How does that work together, do you think? It's a great question. So yeah, I think, uh, I think, I mean, prayer, like at the like kind of like lowest baseline, just shows you at least care for someone. Um, you know, it's like if I've never met you or don't know you, I likely am not praying for you, at least, you know, by name or specifically or what have you. Um, so it at least shows like some element of like there's something going on in your life that I want to take some time out of my day to pray for you about. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think about the James, was it 4 or 2, where it says you do not have because you do not ask. And I just think about how if we truly love and care for people that are connected to us, whether they're Christians or not Christians yet or friends or whatever they might might be, a way to just love them is to ask God for whatever it is that's going on in their life that they're wanting prayer for. Perhaps they don't know the Lord yet, and we need to be a, a Sandy and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, be praying for them. Um, so, yeah, I just think it's, it's, it's not a huge, you know, requirement or labor on our part per se. It can be. It doesn't have to be, though. It can just be kind of a simple, I care about you, and I have the understanding. You know, there's the quote of, Prayer moves the hand that moves the world, you know, so it's that idea of if we have access to that hand and I care about you and you're in some sort of whatever circumstance or need, why would I not 
access that hand to hope that it helps you. Mm-hmm. Um, That's good. That's great. Nothing to add there. <laughs> what do you Be pray for? What do you pray for the most? Like just an honest question. I want to ask that question to you. If we think about most of your prayers in a mostly given day, in a given week, what do you pray about for the most? What do you, what's what's your most common prayer? What are your most common prayers revolving around? Hmm. I just want to ask that initially, not to you know, I don't want to embarrass you because if you you can literally say the Golden State Warriors, that'd be fine. That's what you want to say. Hmm. But I'm just curious. I just want to I want to know because that way it's going to lead to my next question. What do you pray for the most? Hmm. I I pray for my kid the most for sure like that she would be healthy and safe and that she would grow to know god mm-hmm. and that's pretty that's usually that's that's <laughs> what i say yeah, no, yeah absolutely yeah same yeah i would yeah. definitely say my 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 two kids are the main thing i'm praying about whether it's them to come to the lord or it feels like the thing yeah. that you're like most like I'm z- in zero control over. Mm-hmm. So like I can't. I found myself in pregnancy praying a lot too because I was so anxious about like, is the baby okay? Is that is this normal? Because you literally can't do anything. Yeah, I mean, same for me, right? Mm-hmm. I probably the most prayer I pray is for my kids. I pray that they grow full of grace and favor, mm-hmm. that they are loved and they are safe and they're protected and mm-hmm. all those things I pray and praise for, right? Why do you think you pray most? I love how you kind of hit on it. It's what you have least control over. Mm-hmm. It's what we care the most about, mm-hmm. right? It's also what we fear the most for. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yes. I mean, honestly, we, we pray a lot when we don't think... We pray least when we think we have it under control. Mm-hmm. We pray the most when we, we acknowledge that we can't do something. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. And so if that's the case, guys, what does that say about us if we don't pray that often? Mm. I think before I had kids, like a, a kid, not kids, just one, <laughs> I have just have one, more than one. one child. Before I had a kid, like I think I pray more for sure now because I think I felt a little bit like in control of a lot of things, whereas I don't feel that as much now. And I'm sure it comes and goes in seasons. Like there'll be seasons where I'm like, okay, things are good. You know, I don't need to pray as much. And then when, yeah, situations, people are really challenging or out of your control, you feel yourself turning to God in prayer more. Should it be that... Dependent upon hard, stressful situations. No. Right? Yeah, certainly. I mean, the answer probably is no to that. So mm-hmm. then, in some ways, then, I'm going to say it this way we thank God then. If we believe prayer brings us closer to God, prayer is God's appointed means of enacting His will, if we believe prayer is a good, good thing, then maybe we should thank God for all the hard, stressful things that are happening in our life that drives us to prayer. Mm-hmm. Mm. Just throwing that out there as a, mm-hmm. as a good perspective, as a side yeah. statement. I think too, like thinking about the book that we've been reading as a staff, the possibility of prayer by John Stark. We all love it. I feel like we, oh, you just did a great <laughs> shout out there. <laughs> we all probably like recommended. I feel like it comes up a lot. Yeah. yeah, and just I think that book has been reminding me, reminding me that like prayer is a posture over all of our life that mm-hmm. we can approach these different spiritual disciplines and how they interweave with prayer. It's not just during stressful, hard situations. It's like inviting God into moments throughout your day. Um, That's something I'm always needing to come back to. And I love that because it still comes down to our posture, Mm -hmm. right? Different moments, different 
uh, elements of our day it comes down to what is our posture. And I think truly when the Bible talks about uh, faith like a child, mm. I don't think it's talking about having stupid faith. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> it's, it talks about having dependent faith. Mm-hmm. You know, children are so dependent upon their parents. Sure. You know, I, I don't know why I thought about this, but I think like a kangaroo, you know, like they, they need to be in the pouch. Mm-hmm. So they can't the survive. Yeah, the joey. Yeah. That baby can't go yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. The joey cannot survive outside of the pouch, mm-hmm. you know. And so this idea for us, what prayer really does in many ways, it just helps us to remember that we need to be in the pouch. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't survive this world without the pouch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how I believe childlike faith is, is that it's dependent faith. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this question then. Is it appropriate? Is it good? And is it loving to specifically pray for people to know Jesus and specifically your friends? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) For sure. Um, If it is then, do we do that that often? Yeah, I mean, the very convicting question that I think about that addresses this, which normally just probably makes everybody feel bad that hears it, but it's a good question, is uh, if God answered all your prayers yesterday Mm. for people to come to know the Lord, how many people would come to know, Mm. right? And often we're like, oh, Mm -hmm. dang, I didn't pray for anybody yesterday. Whoops. Um, And... You know, again, not meant to administer guilt there or anything, but yeah, I just I, I think that is like a if we truly believe that there really is eternal life, there really is eternal death. Mm. Like we were created by God for God, we're only going to find hope, satisfaction, purpose in Him. Well, then yeah, absolutely, this is the most important thing going on in anyone's life. It's not mm. just their career, their family, whatever. It's mm. do you know the Messiah or not? Because if you don't. You need to know. Yeah, um, so good. I, I hate the th- fact that you said that because in my mind, all of a sudden, I'm, I'm picturing if God answered all of my prayers I've ever prayed, mm-hmm. right? All my prayers I've ever prayed, He just answered right now. He just said, okay, I'll just accomplish all those prayers, right? How many times would be good scores on tests? Mm-hmm. And how many would be the like, Gators winning football? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how much good weather days mm-hmm. Like, will that be versus, you know, how much healing and salvation? And, you know, like, it's. Yeah. Once again, not trying to guilt anybody, but that right. hits my heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what do we do about that? I think, uh, I mean, a very like practical thing that I've gotten away from, but that was a helpful practice for me, is just prayer cards and like mm-hmm. writing people's names on the prayer card of, you know, whether it's coworkers, neighbors, people that you want to come to see know the Lord. Just so that you have that physical, you know, reminder on the card of like, oh man, I may have not seen, you know, Joey in a while, but man, I was, I care about him. I want him to know the Lord. I, I should be praying for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think like little things like that are just helpful, especially in our, you know, our lives can be so hectic and chaotic. Um, it's just good to have those little reminders. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. I used to have uh, on my dry erase board a while ago. I used to have my week split up, mm. and you know I'd have normal praise I pray every day. But like on Monday I would focus on the church staff, mm. and then on Tuesday I'd focus on my f- 
uh, family and friends aren't, who don't live near me. Hmm. And then on Wednesdays, I'd focus on missionaries around the world. Hmm. And Thursdays, I'd focus on salvation for people who need to know Jesus. Hmm. Or I'd have different days, I used to focus my prayer. Like, like I'd, do, I'd pray all, all throughout the day on different things anyway, but just a specific focus time. Hmm. And kind of, I saw somebody do that one time. It was a pastor, a pastor, pastor friend of mine. And I love that. So I did that for a while. And that helps you d- develop a rhythm. I'm not saying yeah. everybody has to do that, or even that's the best idea, but it, it just helps you develop a rhythm of thinking and praying for things that you haven't necessarily been thinking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's just another idea. I think something we could utilize is also our small groups. Like mm-hmm. when we pray, say like when we're praying and everyone's like, what, what can we pray for? Mention the people in your life that you love that you're praying for to know Jesus and mm-hmm. Usually in our group, somebody writes it down. People follow up. Um, maybe invite that person to something your small group is doing. Mm. And so people can get to know each other and bring to mind. Some This happened recently. I asked them to pray for something with my neighbors. And then I forgot that I was praying for that. And then they reminded me. I was like, oh, I am praying for this <laughs> thing for my neighbors. Yeah. Um, but yeah, leaning into community. I think that's a great idea. I love, I think, um, especially like you were saying, it's extra convicting when you ask someone else to pray for you alongside you and then you stop praying and they're still praying. Uh-huh. <laughs> they bring it back up. You're like, I forgot I even oh, said oh, that. Yeah, I, I've, been, I've been praying for that too. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. So as a church then, um, what, what, can, what can we do to help promote more prayer as a church? Hmm. You know, one of the things I would say is, as for all of you out there, be vulnerable enough to let people pray for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, guys, we have an ch- incredible prayer ministry in our church of mm-hmm. people who are standing around waiting to pray for you. Mm-hmm. They want to pray for you. You don't have to tell them your whole life story. Right. You don't have to explain every little thing, but they just want to pray for you because that's one way of loving you, one way of showing our dependence on the Father. So come and receive prayer during those times of our Sunday service. And, and don't think it's just for... You know, moments of, oh, it's only if you get saved, right? That's the only time you come up. Mm. No, no, no. We all need prayer. We all need prayer. And then join our prayer teams. We have numerous different prayer uh, nights throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Um, we're actually going to have one coming up soon. It's, it's just a time of receiving prayer for mm-hmm. healing during a season that's kind of hard for some people who've mm-hmm. been through a lot of pain. You know, this holiday season could be difficult for some people. Mm-hmm. So come and receive healing and receive prayer. And then even... Be there to pray for others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are other ways as a church that we can grow in prayer? I think something that stood out to me when I was a young Christian, you know, kind of trying to figure out what it looked like to follow Jesus was there was just kind of this culture among the, you know, people I was spending a lot of my time with of just like informal prayer. Like, sure, there was like, you know, whatever, Wednesday at 7 a.m. prayer time, you know, things like that. But this was just more like, hey, we're just driving to Bojangles. And then on the way, like, someone would be like, hey, do you want to pray? And, you know, at first you're kind of like, what? Are we just going to get a Cajun Filet biscuit? Like, what, what, what do you mean? Why, why are we praying? Um, but what it did was it, like, just, again, kind of became like a norm among, like, the group and the people I was seeing. It was like, it almost became like, oh, we're, like, going to go somewhere. And then if we didn't pray, it was almost like, oh, that was that was weird. Mm-hmm. And so I, I certainly would, yeah, I, I just feel like, again, like, the first time I experienced it, I was like, this feels a little odd. But mm-hmm. I feel like uh, like just doing things like that with fellow church members, you know, whether it's just 
I don't know, we're spending time together, or maybe it is we grab lunch and instead of just saying, hey, anything I can pray for you, and then we kind of get in our cars and leave, it's like, hey, like, let's actually like pray together mm-hmm. um, and not have that be weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I think just something I want to be better at too is having like eyes to see on Sunday morning or at small group where people need prayer in the moment, like Ben was saying, informally, if somebody shares something instead of just being like, oh, that's so hard. That's what I always say. I'm so sorry. That's <laughs> so, hard. so hard. I mean, that's good too. You need yeah, empathize. Good to empathize. But say like, can I pray for that for you right now instead of just like walking away? But yeah. that it requires a lot of like, ha- yeah, having eyes to see those things going on around you that I, I don't always look for. I love the idea of normalizing informal prayer. Hmm. So like instead of saying, if, if Tony says something that's difficult, I'm like, oh, that's so hard. I'm so sorry. I can say that and then say, can I pray for you right now? Mm-hmm. You know? Lawrence, I feel like you did that at lunch yesterday. You, me, and Erica. And we were talking about something and just when you prayed for the food, just naturally you prayed for what we were talking about. Mm. That was great. And I think that's just a part of who we are as Christians. One of the things that identifies us, I think if you look out there in the Old Testament, you see numerous elements of of life that's made to separate the Israelites from the other people. You know, whether it's circumcision or not working on Sundays or uh, their sexual ethic or all these things distinguishes them as separate people. I think what distinguishes us as Christians is that we are praying people. Mm-hmm. You know, and not a not necessarily ritualistic, formulaic way of earning our salvation or earning favor before God that we have to pray a certain amount of Hail Marys or a certain amount of directions or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But we are praying people out of dependence, out of need, out of love, and uh, out of this posture of, of, of uh, intimacy that we get to have. So that's a distinctive, I think, of, as Christians. If we're not walking in our distinctive, then what are we walking in? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's good. So I I think prayer is one of those things that um, that identifies us. It's it's a marker, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. as followers of Jesus. It's our badge. It's one of our badges. It's one of our Mm. uniforms that we wear as followers of Jesus. So back to this, back to the original idea of love, loving Mm. the triangle. We one of the ways we should say we're loving them is by praying for people. Have you ever told somebody that who wasn't a believer that you were praying for them? Hmm. How do they respond if they if you ever did, or how do you think they would respond? I have, and I feel like it's always received really well, mm-hmm. or they don't say to my face that it wasn't received well. <laughs> but either way, n- net positive. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, yeah, it's. I feel like it's never. It's not usually received poorly. I think, yeah, I think I can tend to shy away from doing it. But I feel like, you know, it may be in examples where it seems like particularly this person maybe isn't yet a Christian and it, they're getting closer to following Jesus and, you know, maybe they express like a, yeah, I feel like I'm kind of changing or I feel like, you know, I'm starting to really understand some of these things, you know, that we're talking about when it comes to the Bible and Christianity. I think there is like normally when I would be like, well, like, I've certainly been praying for that. You know, and like that, and like there might be a little bit of a light bulb, of like oh maybe, you know, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I could certainly be, I guess, more bold, so to speak, about saying, "Hey, I'm praying for you." But yeah, I, I 
don't have a ton of experience doing it. It's definitely easier to say like I'm thinking about you mm-hmm. sometimes. So sometimes I do say that too if I if I chicken out. But yeah, yeah why I don't even just saying that out loud. I'm like, why am I chickening out to just tell somebody I'm praying for you? Like when they're having a hard time. I don't know. Yeah, and the reason I even bring that up is because we do have a hard time with that. Mm-hmm. And but I don't know very very many people that'd be like angry. Right. Or offend, offended that you say you're praying for them. Mm-hmm. I do know somebody. I'm sure there are yeah, some. Yeah, and yeah, it it was the feeling of like, oh, I'm so bad that you have to pray about me. <laughs> but I mean, it wasn't, the person wasn't like offended and we just like could have a chuckle about that. Like, right. and I explained like, it's not because you're bad. So yeah. it ended again net positive. Net positive. <laughs> and one way to connect with them, like I'd love for you to pray for me. Hmm. Yeah, that's you know, great. You know, that's great. I need the prayer just as much. I just feel like I say that because there's so much in loving people that our culture, our fear keeps us from loving them well. Yeah. You know, and we're going to get into serving and sharing later on, but those are two things. Like for one of those things, serving just feels a lot easier mm-hmm. in some ways. Because everybody appreciates you serving them. Sure. But when you get to praying for and sharing with someone, those are the ones that you're like, oh, don't fringe on me. Mm-hmm. You know? And those are the ones that are difficult. But if you love someone, right? And that's that's what we're trying to say is that if you love someone, you, you're going to pray for them. Mm-hmm. And you're going to share with them. And so I think if our root motivation is love, and that's the heartbeat that we're coming from, I think that's the right posture that we're approaching mm-hmm. to this whole idea. So for you guys, what are your thoughts on this idea of love equates to praying for, serving, and sharing? Does that make sense? Does it match? And how do we want to accomplish that? Yeah, I think it helps, you know, not obviously give a formula, but it helps does like take something fairly vague, like, hey, we want to love people. It's like, well, what does that mean? (laughs) You know, Um, it gives it you know, a, a clear, like, progression there that you can do. And, too, I think it just helps people. I think it, particularly the thought of sharing the gospel or evangelism can feel overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It can feel, oh, my gosh, how would I ever get there? And, again, not to say it's, you know, this clear, linear progression, but I think it is helpful to go, well, like, yeah, like, can you just start with prayer? Like, can you just, and then, you know, maybe it's like, man, can, do, does your neighbor's leaves need to be raked? Do you want to go rake it for him? You know, you know, it's like it doesn't have to just be a did you present that Jesus is the one that was prophesied about in <laughs> Genesis three, which is the Evangelion. And you know, it's like, okay, relax. <laughs> you know, maybe just pray for somebody and you know, do something that shows you care about him. And sure, like hopefully get to a point where you can share Christ with him. So I certainly like it in that sense that I think it can bring more people kind of into the mission, bring more mm-hmm. people into Loving the triangle, loving the nations, because even particularly we have a fair amount of people at Waypoint that it's just almost a, a gift they have, right, is prayer. Mm-hmm. Like, they love to pray. Um, they feel just really connected to the Lord when they do it, and they feel like it's it's a gift God's given them. So they get to—that's how they get to be a part of loving the triangle is mm-hmm. tapping into that and mm-hmm. praise God for His body that we have mm-hmm. people like that here. And like you were saying, bringing more people in, like, I think about— that this like theme can help meet people where they are in the process. So maybe that's like 
you're scared to just say, I go to church. That's okay. I've been there before. Like, mm-hmm. that can be something you pray about. How do you say that? When do you say that? Who do you want to say it to? Mm-hmm. How, what's appropriate in your workplace to say? Um, yeah. Just, it's helpful to think through, yeah, where are you in those steps? And how can you invite people into what your relationship with God is in mm-hmm. a in whatever sphere you want to do that in. That's good. Yeah. The this idea of of loving and 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 praying for and serving and sharing is something that we're gonna to continue to talk about as a theme in our church. The invitation to the rest of you guys is who are you doing this with? Mm-hmm. Who are you writing down your prayer card? Who are you praying for? Who are you who are you serving and who are you loving or, or sharing with? Mm-hmm. In other words, who are you loving? And so we want to invite you on this journey with us. Please let it not just be something that we do, mm. but all of us together. We're mm-hmm. called. We say from the, there's no bench at Waypoint Church. We're all on the mission together. We're all called to this mission of loving the triangle, loving the nations. So we invite you guys to do this with us. Um, we know it's not necessarily the easiest thing naturally for a lot of people, but we're all called to it. And so we believe that the power of the Spirit is going to empower you same power that resurrected Jesus is going to empower you mm-hmm. as we pray together. Mm-hmm. So Waypoint Church, thank you for being a part of this um, episode today. May you have wonderful dressing, stir-free. Stir-free? <laughs> get you stir-free. <laughs> wonderful dressing and stuffing and sweet potato cranberry casserole. And then, uh, pearl onions. Yeah, may your pearl onions and cranberry sauce stay far away. <laughs> uh, we love you guys. Bye.